Why are you on social media? If you're running a business, it's not just to make friends. At the end of the day, you're hoping you're going to sell something. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What is social selling? Well, you'll have to listen to the show to find out. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about social selling, discovering what it is, how you use it, and quite honestly, the very best person to bring to the conversation is Patty Farmer. She is an award-winning marketing and media strategist, an international speaker, podcast host, magazine publisher, and seven-figure event producer. As a global influencer and thought leader, she works with women CEOs, entrepreneurs, and speakers who are experts in their field to help them fully identify their expertise, attract and convert their ideal buyers, gain massive visibility, package their knowledge, and position them in the marketplace to leverage the media and create marketing strategies that are profitable, not painful. Her mission is to help her clients make a big impact in the world and bigger deposits in their bank account while designing a lifestyle they want to live. Patty, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I love your show, and so I'm really excited to be back again. I am really, really excited to have you because I am fascinated by this idea of social selling, and I really want to start there. How do you define social selling? So social selling is the process of cultivating relationships, but adding it to the sales process. So we all know how important relationship building is, but not everybody understands how important it is to add it to the sales process. A lot of people, I think, confuse social selling and social marketing because it, it overlaps. It sounds familiar. I'm using social media in my business. But how do those two really separate? What's different? So the biggest difference is that when you're talking about social selling, you're talking about cultivating a relationship one-on-one. That's why it's part of the sales process. When you're talking about social marketing, you're broadcasting and you're marketing to one to many. So you're still thinking about relationship building and making sure that everything that you are putting out there does that. But the fact of the matter is one to one, one to many, they're similar, but they're not exactly the same. In a way, social marketing maybe is easier because I put a message out there. It's sort of like spray painting or scatter shooting in a room. You put it out there and somebody will pay attention. But you have to be maybe a little more focused if you're going to do social selling, if you're going to have that one-to-one conversation. Absolutely. Because the biggest thing to remember is that while there are five steps in the customer journey, the first three in this what we're talking about today matter because the first one is awareness. The second one is interest. And the third one is evaluation. So the reality is if you are social marketing, everybody is out there incorrectly, usually like blasting (laughs) out these messages, trying to talk to people who are in all three of those stages at the same time. But in social selling, you need to be very, very aware of who you're talking to while you're cultivating that relationship and exactly what stage they're in so that you don't make that mistake. Okay, so while we're on the subject of mistakes, 
are there a few things that people do besides, I think you hit the, maybe that big one of trying to talk to everybody as if they're the same. Are there other mistakes that and traps people fall into? Absolutely. I think the biggest mistake that people make, and I'm going to use a word that's kind of funny, but I think people love to go into communities that are already there. So they feel like that is the best thing to do. So whether it's a LinkedIn community, a Facebook community, whatever the case may be. And then what they do is they try to put their stamp, so to speak, by going in, trolling through all the questions and trying to be the expert and trying to stand out that way. Although there's probably 50 other people who do what they do, right? So there's a lot of better ways to do it than that. That's very time consuming to do it that way. You're really trying to stand out. And because you are, you tend to go a little bit too salesy and not so much relationship building. And there's just a better way. Okay. So you piqued my curiosity, Patty. What's the better way? So let's use that same example because I think, you know, it's always great to compare apples to apples, right? So I think the better way is what if instead of doing that, you went and built a relationship with the person who's the organizer of that community, right? Whether it's a Facebook group, a LinkedIn community, and instead you went to that person and said, you know, this is what I do. I see this is what you do. I love the community that you've built here. And I would love to participate in a way that serves and supports you. What is the best way that I can do that? And what could we do together that I could put you in front of my community as well? Because what's going to happen now is she's going to endorse you in her community. She's going to tell you exactly who you need to connect with in her community. And then when you do something together in her community and in yours, you've pretty much now done what everybody wants to do, which is amplify your message and expand your reach at the same time. And it's just a better way to build a relationship as well. That makes so much sense. It's interesting because I have a couple of referral partners who I didn't really think about it systematically, but we've begun to invite each other to be on each other's Facebook lives and we share each other's content and do it all in a way that the group owner never feels like you're stepping on their toes. Do that in a way that sometimes the group owners are like, yeah, go play somewhere else. And not only that, but what the what people don't really realize too is the people who are already in that group, because obviously the best group you should be in is one who also serves your ideal audience as well. And that sometimes means that you and the organizer will overlap a little bit. So if you have that conversation with her and you tell her, listen, I know this is where we overlap. I'm not going to talk about that. And you respect her in that way, because here's what happens. She has already built a relationship with her tribe. So some of those people are going to see that maybe you're stepping on her toes and they're going to be very loyal to her. So when you think you're coming in and answering all these great questions and providing value, if you do it wrong, they don't want to have anything to do with you because they think, how dare you come into her group that she mm -hmm. has built and be stepping on her toes. So if she endorses you, then all of a sudden it's like she's putting her stamp of approval and they can go back and go, oh, well, if she thinks she's fabulous and that they have built a relationship, it's okay for me to build a relationship with her as well. Awesome. Great ideas. So as I'm trying to use social media and I'm making some of these connections and I'm presenting expert advice information in, in the different groups, 
that's a great way for that early stages of, you know, kind of awareness and enthusiasm. How do I use social media maybe to push you even into that evaluation phase? I love that. So the most important thing here is to stop talking as much to you in this stage to your target market and really lean into your target buyer is. And the difference between those two is that your target market is somebody who clearly has a problem that you have a solution to. That's the awareness and the interest stage. But once they get to evaluation, now they recognize that and they're looking to see who can solve that problem. So here's the thing, when you're talking to target buyers, those are people who have a problem, you have a solution, but they're actively looking for the solution. And that is where you want to be talking to them. And obviously you're not going to talk to them in the same way you would talk to somebody who is just interested or isn't even aware. So you can change up your messaging, but when you're cultivating that relationship at that point, now you can kind of hone in on that because they are evaluating. And the thing that they're evaluating the most at that time, isn't whether you can solve the problem, It's, are you the person they get the vibe with? You know, are you their person to solve their problem? And from that step, if you can crush that and nail that, that's when they go into the next stage, which is purchasing. That really makes a lot of sense that in those early stages, if if I'm hearing you correctly, it's, you know, presenting information so people say, okay, she's smart, she's got good information. But now you get into what people... used to refer to kind of as that no like and trust. And so by the time they're in evaluation, it's not just, okay, I know they know what they're talking about, but do I want to be in a room with them? Exactly. Awesome. Patty, this was great. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. I always love being here on the show with you. You know, I think you and I are a perfect example of what we talked about, about having a relationship together and serving, you know, our audience and each other's audience in a way that, you know, serves and support you, me and our audience, which is a win, win, win for everyone. Absolutely. And Patty, if people want to learn more about you, where's the best place to figure out who you're all about? So the best place would be to go to my website, pattyfarmer.com. Makes it nice and easy. All my socials there, the magazines there, the podcast there. Anything they want to know about me is on my website. Fantastic. And I'm going to really encourage everybody who is listening to check out, well, any and all of Patty's resources. There's so much great information there and delivered with enthusiasm. And I love that about you as well. Thank you again. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club and look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.